orchestra. This is all a tape recording. No, I banda, and yet we hear a band. Je ne connais pas le texte. dive in the dirty waters of film criticism. Tricycle Radio presents The Movie Wave with Sergio Calvo. Welcome to the Movie Wave podcast. I am Sergio Calvo, motion arts editor of Tricycle. With me today we have film critic Susanna Marchant. Hello. Hello, Susanna. We are back after uh, an Olympic summer break. Uh, We're back here to podcasting. And it's episode 27, and this time we are discussing French film Holy Motors, directed by Leo Carax. Again. (laughs) (laughs) And I I say again because we we already recorded this episode last week uh, with a very particular technical problem, or only Susanna's voice was recorded. Something that part of our audience might appreciate, (laughs) but I don't. You know, and as a good uh, <laughs> as a good self-absorbed uh, narcissist, I like to hear my oh. voice on the show. <laughs> and it's just, it's a shame because Susanna uh, and I had a very inspired conversation. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> it da- you know, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it might, uh, hopefully, it happens from now on more often. But that 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 recording, unfortunately, is now lost in time. Like tears in the rain. <laughs> oh, nice Blade Runner reference. They're well done. Uh, yeah, we uh, we actually tried again later on a different day, and my computer collapsed uh, with a costly repair. <laughs> but it seems that we finally lift the the curse of episode twenty seven, and because we are dedicated to our audience and because we love movies, we are back here again to record to record the same discussion. Uh, we'll try the best to keep the same level of excitement. <laughs> who, kn- who knows? We might even have a different opinion this time. <laughs> I uh, don't know. But before we get there, before we get to the main discussion, let's talk about the films that we've been watching. Uh, what have you, Susanna, been watching? Well, since I moved um, out of town, I'm afraid I, it's not easy for me to go to the cinema, so I've been uh, trying to catch up on the old stuff. And um, I realized that it's been years since I last watched the um, Indiana Jones trilogy. The original Indiana Jones is not the new one. Um, so the first three. The new one doesn't exist, does it? It does not. It does <laughs> not exist in my universe. No, in our universe. <laughs> it had a perfect, no, so, it, the yeah. third one had a perfect ending with the sunset and the horses. And all that. that was perfect. I, yes. Well... So so yeah so I watched the the three because I think it's been it's been really it's been years since I last watched them and I realized that with shock and I thought oh 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 shock and horror I haven't seen it in ages so um, I watched them um, and uh, they still I think they still hold their their own and I I really I've all, I mean Indiana Jones was one of the films that really made me interested in in, in cinema and film. When I was a child, my dad introduced me to Indiana Jones and Star Wars, and I never looked back since. 
um, and um, it, I think it still holds its own. I mean, obviously, the special effects are not the same, um, um, but but I think the, the storylines and, and the characters and um, I, I, to I, I still appreciate it. I, I think it's just as enjoyable or maybe even more enjoyable than the films of nowadays. Absolutely, absolutely. For nearly 3,000 years, man has searched for the lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it. Is invincible. I think, I think we are, we are both kind of. I mean, it's probably an age gap there, but I think we're both kind of 80s people. Like we, we grew up in the 80s and we grew up with these films. And I think uh, mm. Indiana Jones and Spielberg films were were the ones that they introduced me to. To, to, to cinema and uh, yeah, that was the magic, wasn't it? I wanted me to, to you know watch films and make films mm. and, and everything. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right. Uh, um, so yeah, and I watched. Um, also, I discovered. Uh, I had no idea that it existed. Um, I watched. Um, oh goodness. Uh, let, no, let, me thought... let me tell you because you know I can predict the, the future. I know yes. what you're gonna say. Predators. Thank you. Yes, Predators. Because I, I how, how do we know this? I don't know. <laughs> I watched Predator, and I also watched Predator Two, which was really, really. Rich. I mean, they were which, both... uh, Predator Two, which was. It was Predator in this in the city. I'm not sure. Yeah, if that was... and you said it was really good. It, I said it was rubbish. I disagree. <laughs> oh, do you? I'm right. I'm one of the only people who actually likes Predator Two. Uh, I like, of course, I, li I, I, I like more the first one. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like Predators, this uh, last thing uh, made. I think it was produced by Robert Rodriguez or something, like very low mm. budget. I like uh, Predator 2, I think it's, uh, it's really fun. And I like Danny Glover in it, and I like the, all the, the gangs and the action. And I, th I thought it was fantastic. I mean, it's a, you know, it's kind of a B movie, but it's, I, th oh, I, th okay. I thought it was a lot of fun. I never understood why people really have so much hate for it, and, and I, it's, it's funny when they when they make Predators and they say we're making it because you know the second was so bad, and this one is kind of ignoring the fact that existed that second one, and I was like, yeah. why? Tell me, I actually saw it last year, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I realized, wow, this I think it's underrated. I I think it's quite fun. <laughs> no, I um no, I'm no. I, 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 mean, I, 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 I disagree. I'm not. Right. I'm not. I mean, obviously, you know, it's everybody's choice whether they like a film or not. I just, I just, I didn't like it. But then the thing is, I watched Predator two when I was quite young, so I think I was still influenced by Predator number yeah. one. It's a and so I started kind of watching filming. the second one, expecting to see Arnie or expecting to see some sort of you know massive battles or something. I don't know. 
I, I, it just maybe I have to see it again. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, um, there are so many interesting things in the, in the film. Just check it out again and see the things with you know the, the Colombians and the uh, Jamaicans and the gangs in the city, and then you have like the whole mythology uh, surrounding the the alien, the predators, and it's just. A lot of different elements that I think like I didn't appreciate or I didn't I didn't notice when I first saw the film, and I was mm-hmm. I was I felt the same as you. I was like, this is rubbish. But I saw it last year again. And I was like, hold on a second, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> okay, I shall get another chance. Um, right. I, I mean, I quite appreciate, you know, B-movies, action movies. It's, uh, I, I do like those. So, so yeah, so I got really excited that there was pressure. I, I had no idea. I don't know how, how I even missed that. So, um, I, I don't know how I feel about the fact that they added to the whole mythology mm-hmm. by um, dividing the Predator race into two separate yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but the, that was just for funsies, or were they they're trying they're trying to establish something that they might use in the next film if they ever make another one? I'm not they, not really sure. Yeah, I did. I, I, I do think it, it, did have some good ideas in it. I, I just the, the script didn't work for me, and the acting didn't work for me, and it all felt <laughs> it all felt really like those films are not about the acting. <laughs> Yeah, but even 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 with Arnie, I you know you kind of it's it's kind of funny the way he delivers his lines, well the one-liners, the famous one-liners from Predator. Yeah. But you go with it. I know. But I didn't I didn't go with Lawrence Fishburne on uh, on on Predators. I didn't go with uh, was the guy from the Pianist. Uh, what's his name? Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Like I I didn't buy it at all. I didn't buy it as like you know the macho man there like saving the. <laughs> Saving the human race or whatever. Yeah, Adrian Brody for me is is he's not he does not represent a soldier in my head anymore. He doesn't fit that kind of role. All right, listen up, everybody, do a shell count. Excuse me, I'm just. What the hell is going on here? Being hunted. The cages. Soldier, all of us, we're all brought here for the same purpose. This planet is a game preserve. And we're the game. In case you didn't notice, we just got flushed out. They sent the dogs in, just like you would if you were stalking boar, shooting quail. They split us apart. They watched, testing us. How do you know this? Because that's what I would do. And I know, I mean, he was really buff. You can see that at one point, you know, they obviously had to take his shirts off. And he was really, you know, he really did work out and he was really buff. And so basically they tried to make him look like a soldier. But to me, he's not a soldier. To me, he's either a pianist or he is the I can't <laughs> I, I can't remember his name. Um, it, he played this mentally challenged boy in the village. I think it was called. The, the ah, right. Yeah, that was pretty good. He it was he was really good. So yeah. to me, he is he he is a, um he plays character roles. Yeah, absolutely. So so taking a role in such a film, it it, it kind of surprised me. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a good thing for a career. You're trying out something that you've never done before. 
but but, but, but um, he's not an action man. Not no, I don't think. I don't think. But Lawrence Fishburne in the film, I thought that was a very short but very good role. Was. Nah, I didn't buy him. I didn't. I didn't like the camera. <laughs> we totally disagree. Oh, and I finally watched the Avengers. Right. I'm because I'm a huge Joss Whedon fan, and I was really upset that I never saw the Avengers. And I finally did. When was it? Yesterday or two days ago or something? It was. Uh, yeah, I was. I mean, obviously, it's full of Joss Whedon, uh, the film, which I really appreciated because he he does uh, like his um, um, sarcastic, funny dialogues. And, um, I do appreciate that. So, and <clears throat> he's set up for the next one. So, um, can't wait. <laughs> uh, if you if you if you haven't seen the the cabin in the boots, I would recommend it as well. It was. It's, have you seen that one? No, not yet. I, isn't it also? It's it's with Nathan Fillion, isn't it? I don't know the name of the actors, but he's the, he's the guy who he had on uh, Firefly and Serenity. I don't really watch TV series. I don't really watch TV. Oh no, Firefly was a was a movie based. On oh the yeah, series. they made they make they, they made a film out of it. Yeah, but it, it, it was a TV series before I think. It was the best TV series of all time. Right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Right. Oh. I'm a huge huge fan. So yeah, I can't wait for for. For him to do more stuff. So yeah, that was me. What about you? What have you been watching? Well, you guess. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, two documentaries. Uh, the first one is called Wasteland. Many, many of my friends have recommended this film to me many times, and I finally watched it. And yeah, I, I, I really, really liked it. Uh, and it's a, it's it's a film about uh, a Brazilian uh, modern artist. Uh, his name is Vic Muniz, who who lives his uh, home base in Brooklyn, and he goes to Rio de Janeiro to the world's biggest garbage dump. And there, there he meets the people who, who separate the, the recyclable material from the rubbish. He photographs them, and he invites them to collaborate in an art project. So what they do is that they recreate the, the photos of themselves using garbage. And by getting them uh, involved in the art, you can see also how art uh, changes their lives, changes them and transforms their lives as well. And I think that what makes the film interesting uh, is, uh, is the people, uh, the, the, the people who pick the, who separate the rabbits, the pickers, they call them. And, you know, their hard work, because it's really hard work and all the, you, can, you, you get to meet them, you see their life struggles, how they fight to defend their, their rights, how they they help their community as well. Uh, this moment in the film where you see how they're collecting these books from the from the dump, uh, books that they are in very good condition and people threw away, and they are trying to they're trying to build up a public library. So that's, that's a brilliant idea. And then they also you see the pride that they have, that they feel on what they do, and they, uh, they have a lot of joy in their lives. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that both the film and the art project are kind of a recognition of their work. What I really want to do is to be able to change the lives of a group of people with the same material that they deal with every day. We should do something that will, will, will convert back to them. We'll, right. we'll make, yeah, we're gonna do something that's made out of garbage and it'll be sold for a lot of money and then will become something that they can put their hands on. They can right. feel it's actually, help them and at the, in, at the end they're not it's not they're not gonna say oh Vic did it right 
we did it. Right. And he also ends in a in a very emotional note when you see uh, the pickers in the in an art gallery and how they they see themselves in an art gallery, and that in some way reinforces their pride and their dignity as well. And besides all this, there is also an underlying commentary on the, the society of classes. So I highly recommend this one. Next one, it's another doc, uh, documentary. Uh, it's called Nostalgia for the Light. And it, it starts uh, as a documentary about astronomy. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, take, it takes us to Chile, to the Atacama Desert. Uh, we are first in an observatory center with uh, these big telescopes uh, that kind of transports us to space. Uh, and it is this desert, the Atacama Desert, that becomes the focus of the film. And in, in, in this desert, uh, what the reason why we're here is because the, uh, the desert has very dry conditions. So many, many of the things in the desert, they remain uh, untouched, uh, including uh, human corpses uh, mm-hmm. of the people who were killed during the Pinochet's uh, dictatorship. Mm-hmm. And the film then uh, becomes uh, something different, becomes a philosophical look at time. Uh, and, you know, uh, in the film, the space represents the past, and many of the images that we see of the space are images of the past, because, uh, yes. as everybody knows, uh, light takes time to travel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you get a lot of astronomers talking science, but the most important part is the last part of the film, and it's the the, the most emotional part in this case uh, uh, as well. Uh, in the last part of the film, we, we meet many women who are still walking through the desert, digging in the sand, searching for body parts of their relatives. Uh, so it's all about the importance of uh, remembering the past, the importance of memory. And uh, there is a very beautiful quote in the film that I would like to read again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, those who have a memory are able to live in the fragile present moments. Those who have none don't live anywhere. I always tell people when I do public lectures that I'm going to tell them the story of how the calcium in their bones was made. Mm-hmm. And that is, it is a story of the beginnings of us. And our beginnings, to some of the calcium in my bones was, was made in, shortly after the Big Bang. Some of those atoms are right there. We live among the trees, we also live among the stars. We live among the galaxies. We are part of the universe. And And my calcium in my bones was there from the beginning. Los que tienen memoria son capaces de vivir en el frágil tiempo presente. Los que no la tienen no viven en ninguna parte. And it's one of those rare films that make you make you think and uh, they don't bore you. Uh, so I, I, I recommend it as well. Now, let's talk a little bit about Tricycle, our internet urban cultural platform. Go to tricycle.co.uk where you will find more film, music and theatre reviews, interviews and all the digital copies of the magazine free. If you like our podcast... Subscribe for free on iTunes and every new episode will be automatically downloaded to your computer or your smartphone if you are lucky enough to have one. Some, mm-hmm. 
Some good news here, the Movie Wave uh, podcast is nominated for this year's European Podcast Awards. So we have a nomination again. We'll put a link on our website and Facebook page where you can vote for us and uh, we will really appreciate it if you do. You can find us at facebook.com slash the movie wave. Like us and you will get notified about new articles and you will also get regular updates on all the movie action. There is something for everyone. Now let's have a wee break and we'll be back talking about the oniric and enigmatic road trip called Holy Motors. We are back and it's time to talk about Holy Motors, a film that travels through a day in the life of actor Monsieur Oscar, played by Denis Lavant. Uh, the film also stars Eva Mendes and Kylie Minogue. Ça va, Monsieur Oscar? C'est bien. Il y a des jours où un meurtre par jour, c'est pas assez. Qu'est-ce qui vous pousse à continuer, Oscar? Je continue comme j'ai commencé, pour la beauté du geste. On dit qu'elle est dans l'œil, dans l'œil de celui qui regarde. Notre vie va changer. I think there is no way we can really discuss this film without spoiling it, and we will most probably break the film to pieces in the discussions. Well, if somebody's listening, then they've probably already seen it, right? I I would recommend I would recommend them to see the film first and then listen to this part of the show. Now, mm-hmm. Susanna, what did you think of uh, Holy Motors? 
Well, um, most descriptions of this film, um, even if you haven't seen it, um, they they basically tell you what what happens. That it's a story of a man who who becomes other people. Um, I think was it nine other people um, throughout the day. Um, and when I watched it first, I at, at one point I, I wanted to get up and leave um, because at the at the for. I think I'm not sure if it was halfway through the film or probably um, less than that, but you have no idea what's happening. And then um, after, only after a while do you get a few lines um, of dialogue that kind of make you understand more. Uh, most separate stories that you might have to try and kind of untangle and analyze yourself, but at the beginning, I had no idea what was happening. It was all really weird and bizarre, and um, and only after a while, um, when Monsieur Oscar is talking to, I think, one of the bosses in the in the in the car, we figure out that he's an actor, and um, and that was more or less when when you know it started, it, it started getting more, <laughs> it started getting clearer. Um, so, but the, the fact is that, yeah, I, when I watched the film, it was, it was really hard work watching it. Um, and, and I wasn't sure if I liked it or not. Um, I was leaning more towards the not. Um, but then I got home and I had some time to think about the film and, and what, what, what it was trying to say. And, um, and I realized that actually I do like it because, even though it was it was it was tough, <laughs> um, it, I also thought, well, this is what cinema is for, really. I mean, obviously, it's for fun and and sometimes just you basically watching without engaging your your brain. But it, it's it's an art form, and it's supposed to make you think and consider things and and, and deeper meaning uh, in life. And that film definitely did it. Um, it definitely made me consider things uh, that are a bit deeper and meaningful. Um, and I think maybe we can discuss those today. What about you? What did you think when you watched it first? Well, there's no mystery anymore because uh, you already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, watching this film. I think we, I think we agree uh, on on this one. Uh, I think we had different experiences though because uh, you, you you struggle with it a little bit uh, whereas I had uh, a lot of fun from the beginning to the end. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of the most original things that I've seen in quite a long time and it belongs to this genre which uh, I, I call it a surrealist genre but I don't know if there is such a thing but uh, I, I I recommend to the listeners to check uh, our episode of uh, Rubber, where uh, I don't know if it was <laughs> episode, yeah. what, was it episode three or four. I'm, I'm not sure, I can't but it's it's up there online on the archive, and uh, the, we we talk about surrealism there. We talk all, all about Dali and Buñuel and David Lynch. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, talking about Dadaism and all that, and uh, I don't think they make too many films like this uh, they, don't, they don't make them like this uh, very often and so every time there is one film like this coming out I, I get excited because I, loved, I love these kind of films I love this genre and um, 
this one grabbed me from the very beginning, from the sleeping audience in the in the movie theater. They, you see the man who enters the theater, breaking through a wall, uh, which is kind of a rabbit hole that looks a bit like a curtain, which is strange. Like I thought, a, I'm sorry, I thought the audience, I thought the audience was dead. They're all corpses. Yeah, I read that as well. But uh, you know, every everyone reads films in a different way. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I say what the yeah, hell, that, what the that, hell? Yeah. That's the that's the way I understood the film. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, care, I don't, I don't care what the other critics say. <laughs> this is my <laughs> reading. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it felt like you know when you see Agent Cooper and uh, crossing the red curtain in Twin Peaks. I, I was waiting. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for a dwarf talking backwards or something. So uh, yes, and it, it could be it could be like uh, the the dream theater from uh, Buñuel's the discreet charm of the bourgeois, uh, or the, it could be the club silencio from Mulholland Drive. But here the audience is watching a film where they, I believe, they sleep, <laughs> and that's probably why all the acting segments that follow by actor or, or perform I, I rather calling him performer, uh, Monsieur Monsieur Oscar, are kind of dreamlike. And it starts with the sound of a big boat in the sea, and that uh, uh, slowly transforms into uh, a house. We see this house that has the uh, shape of a boat as well, uh, and that that starts the journey, and uh, it then becomes kind of a road trip in a limousine that takes us to many unconventional uh, Parisian locations. We are in a cemetery. We are in a motion capture studio. Uh, department store that closed its doors, a garage, and the locations are constantly changing. But I think that the greatest transformation is the one from the from the the actor uh, the Denis Lavant, who I I think it's a very versatile actor. He can play mm. so many different characters, and uh, uh, you, you get an, an assassin, a beggar, a monster, a uh, family man, and I think he he makes the film. And it's funny that I watched this film after watching David Cronenberg's uh, Cosmopolis, which uh, I didn't like that much. But curiously, most of the, f- the story also takes place inside the limousine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's unbelievable how much space there is there in the, in the limousine. It seems, because I've never been to one, but I, I see many passing by my flat. Uh, <laughs> mo- mostly pink, and with the drunken teenagers shouting out, oh, wow. uh, out of the Lovely. window. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, so how do you categorize this drama or this film? Uh, uh, is it a I, drama or is it an action film? What is it? Well, I call it surrealist, I, but... Uh, I know, yeah, it's so surrealist. It's, it's hard to categorize because you have so many things in it. I don't know why you think. Absolutely. Um, surrealist, I, maybe a little black comedy in it. Um <sighs> Yes, everything. Experimental. Um, I, th- I, I, it's yeah, it's really hard. I, th- I really think hard every, every every segment of the film is like a different genre. It feels like a different genre because yeah, you know when they, there's it's, this scene where the father is talking to his daughter in the car after the yes. the, the party. That's that's yes. quite dramatic. Or the, yes. the the scene where uh, this you see this very old man dying in bed and he's saying his last mm-hmm. words what could, yes. what could be more dramatic than that but then you have a mm-hmm. completely different scene when you, you, you see you, you see the main character uh, trying to kill someone uh, like a lookalike and then yes. there's another moment where he's trying to kill a banker as well so mm-hmm. that's, that's a little bit like an action film 
And the, mm-hmm. you have the, the, the part of the monster who likes eating flowers and kidnaps this, yes. this model. And for me, that was a bit like a horror comedy. Monsieur Merde, but I think that character, they brought that character. I think that he, he uh, character used it in, a, in, in one of his previous films. I can't remember which one. Was it um, to- Tokyo? I'm not, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I know he made a segment for a film called Tokyo. Then that's that's possible. You see how they made this film called uh, Paris Jetain, which was a sec- different segments directed by different filmmakers, and I think they made the film about Tokyo, and he he directed mm-hmm. one bit of it. I, I think I think this I think this character is repeated in that. that one. I mean, he took it from there. Yeah. Well, Pretty weird. I mean, it, disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Disturbing, both disturbing and funny at the same time. Kind of very weird. Mm, yeah, there is yeah. The, there is the scene with the motion capture uh, suit that he's wearing, uh, then transforms in the screen. Uh, it becomes something like dragons making love. So there is mm. there is this fantasy element as well, sci-fi kind of. Uh, there is the musical element as well because there is an accord an accordion scene. Uh, the intermission. The intermission, <laughs> which which I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, fun intermission. I really needed that intermission. <laughs> and there is there is singing as well by Kylie Minogue. Mm. Uh, uh, I like it. Not so keen on that one. I like the song. I mean, I'm not a big fan of like Kylie Minogue, but I like I like the song. I thought it was beautiful. Mm, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was a beautiful song. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, but I I did I did enjoy the film in in a way that let, I let, really hold on hold on a second before we get yes. there let's have an, impermi- an intermission right here uh, okay we can play a little bit of uh, Kylie Minogue's song so then the audience oh. the audience can make up their mind <laughs> let's listen to it Now we're back. All right, you were saying. <laughs> I like I like the begin I like the beginning of the song. I don't really like where it goes off, but that's that's me. It's you know it's all it all depends on the person, really. Um, so yeah, no, I I was thinking about the film and 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 what it tries to do and if it tries to if basically Carax was trying to to tell us something about life and how each of us becomes a different person depending on where we are and who we with 
how we put on masks and become somebody different and um, wondering whether whether when we're traveling from one personality to another whether that's when we're really us or whether that's also when we're pretending um, if it's some some kind of um, temporary personality that we only put on before we put on another one um, so so I was wondering if, if that's what the film's about because I mean if it is that's how that I mean that's how I perceive it I thought that's that, that was rather deep so that's uh, perfectly valid huh? <laughs> yeah so I thought you know basically the way I see it is that we play we put on masks um, die and resurrect again in a way and and I was just wondering do we put the mask for others because we don't want them to see who we are or because that's what society is we always pretend to be somebody else with with people you know you always are different with your parents you're different with your boss you're different with that, oh, that's, the, we, that's the thing that even in one day we have many different faces and personalities just like Monsieur Oscar and exactly. uh, Yeah, do we put, but also do we put masks for ourselves because we're trying to be somebody else because we don't like who we are? Um, the Do we do it? Well, who, that's, as, a, that's, that's, a, that's a big question in the film, I guess, because uh, who are we or who do we think we are? Yes, and also that's when, what he said to his daughter in one of the parts, to the little girl. He said, you have to live with yourself, with who you are. Um, we are all lovers and killers and losers and, 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 and crazy people. We all have all those personalities within us. And we can try to run and become somebody else, maybe even try to kill one of those personalities off, as Mr. Oscar tried with the banker. But in the end, we're all, are we all those people mixed together and we just have to live with that? Um, or do we become somebody else? That's that's my question for the film. That, or maybe we become somebody else. We do it, as Monsieur Oscar said, for the beauty of it, for the art of acting, uh, because we like pretending that we're somebody else. I think it's pretty much this film is pretty much about performance. Uh, mm -hmm. And as I said before, that I think the character more than an actor is a performer. And I think that this film in some ways is honoring the, the the art of performance, whether it happens on the big or a small screen, or whether it happens on on a stage or in in the real life or or in your mind. And I, so in the yeah, so in the end, each yeah. of us can be just one personality, which is a performer who is all those other personalities. Well, is is so basically. And, then, and, 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 and also you can also put as a parallel all the different aspects of the human condition. They make us who we are. Yeah, exactly. Or am I becoming too pretentious here? No, I'm just, well, that's the, I mean, obviously that's all, you know, questions that you ask when you watch the film and, and you think that it, the film is either asking all those questions of you or it's trying to answer them. I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, I liked it because it made me think and consider all those things. And, and it doesn't matter if you find answers or not, but just considering different, uh, different possibilities is, is, I think, what it was about. I really, so I thought, you know, 
are we basically just canvas, each of us, blank, that we fill with all those personalities? I don't know. I, I, I wasn't sure, but I did, I did like thinking about it. And I also enjoyed the part of the intermission because I thought, is it just to be easy on the viewer because the film is so intense? Or is it also considering if we could... Would we have would we would we have intermissions in our lives? You know, would intermissions make us happy? Would we really be ourselves during the intermission? Hey, we have oh. them in our podcast. <laughs> I, I have I have tea breaks at work. Does that count? I don't go I don't out there singing so. in the corridors. But <laughs> I don't think I'll bring so. an accordion on Monday. <laughs> I, I like I like what you said there. I like uh, uh, I like when you said that it doesn't matter if we get the answers, and that's really important because uh, I think audiences are obsessed with uh, getting answers from the film, yeah. and if they don't get it from the film, they go back to the director or the author. What did he mean with this? Yes. And I, I I think doesn't matter. What yeah, that, what, what does the film mean to you? That's, yeah. I think that's more important, and and every 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 reading of the film is perfectly valid, and that's what makes if watching films fun and talking about films. We, isn't it what art is about anyway? I mean, the artist is supposed to Absolutely. try and express something, and then but then it's really up to you how you understand it, how how it moves you, and why it moves you. So, um, yeah, I mean. Uh, that's what I think, anyway. And I do, I do, I do appreciate that film. I really am grateful that it made me think for a few days. Consider the whole, the, the the human condition, and <laughs> not many, you know, not many films make you think and consider things and and appreciate them. And also, if you really wanted to watch the film again and again, say so you could analyze even the 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 separate segments of the film because yeah. I'm sure every segment would mean something different. Um, there, there is a lot of, a lot to chew on, a lot of food for thought. Absolutely, yes, yeah. Um, so I would definitely I would definitely recommend the film, but you would have to brace yourself for for some some hard um, uh, work. <laughs> There are many many readings out out there of the film. Some people say it's it's about it's about cinema. Some people mm -hmm. say it's about you know our different characters that we, the different characters that we play in life or whatever. I I for me as I said before is is it's like a tribute film to mm -hmm. it's a tribute to to performance and uh, I think it's something that you see very very well. Uh, you see the expressed in the devotion and the dedication that the, the main character Oscar has for performing. You see his craft, the, the attention to detail, the way he moves, the way he talks, uh, sometimes uh, saying things that we don't understand. Uh, the, the facial expressions, the, the way he looks, the way he, he poses when he talks, the way he, mm -hmm. he puts the makeup on and these uh, wigs and masks and fake contact lenses and I, I think uh, that that's my reading of the film. Well, a, a curious thing about uh, curious information about about the film. It's just, it's just to put it in context uh, in the filmography of uh, the director Leo Carax, and this is the first feature film that he's made in 13 years. And the last one he made is it was called uh, Polar X, which I believe uh, contained uh, 
some uh, explicit uh, sex in it. So probably a little bit controversial. Uh, he has made only five feature films in the, in the past eight, 28 years. So you can see that he, he really takes his time when he, he makes films. And he has a cameo at the very beginning of the film. Uh, is the guy who walks into he he walks up in bed and he walks into the theater, um, and also uh, Leo Carax is not really his real name. It's an anagram of his birth name and his middle name. He he was born Alex Oscar, Alex Oscar Dupont. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a uh, that's enough information. Uh, I think the best thing that the audience can, uh, the our listeners can do is just go out the, go, go and watch the film. If they can in a theater, or they cannot uh, get on a DVD or something, but it is definitely worth watching it. Uh, so just to wrap it up, uh, uh, Susanna gave me some final words. Would you recommend this film? Absolutely. Just as I said, yes. Um, it's not a light watching, I don't think. <laughs> um, but it's 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 deep, and I think um, amusing and funny and sad and it very. Um, Confusing, <laughs> but once you start unraveling, I think it's very—it's very satisfying. Fun, fun. Well, I'm not sure if uh, if I watched this film or maybe I dreamt this film, but I would recommend mm-hmm. it for uh, for many reasons: for for the visuals, the the performance, very important, the performance by the actor Dennis Lavan, who's absolutely brilliant, and who happens to play an, an actor. Or a performer, uh, the mystery, the the weirdness, uh, all the fun, all the the costumes, the makeup. I think the makeup is brilliant here, uh, and it, it really helps the uh, the actor transform into all, all these different characters. And I think it, it, I, I actually think that this film has high chances to win the Oscar for best makeup. Yes, yeah, so all the all the dreamlike imagery from the film uh, that still stays with me, and I can't uh, get it out of my head. And uh, I think the, this film will become a classic, and I think it's a must see. Holy Motors, watch it, live it, dream it. <laughs> I, I I feel like I said this before. Déjà <laughs> vu. Kind of Let's wrap up this uh, episode 27 of the Movie Wave. Uh, thank you, Susanna, for joining the show for the second time on this. Uh, thank ma- you very much for having me. On this uh, great mano a mano. Uh, it's been <laughs> twice the fun. Uh, for more uh, film reviews, go to tricycle.co.uk where you can read all the issues of Tricycle Magazine for free on your PC, laptop, or iPad. Tricycle Magazine is now responsible for the content of this program. And all opinions and views expressed on the show are solely of the individuals. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be surfing the wave soon. Now let's see if I can hear my voice this time.
podcast is a production of Calvinet Entertainment for Tricycle Magazine. Find out more at tricycle.co.uk. That's T-R-I-S-I-C-K-L-E dot co dot U-K.